Like, did did we have to show these girls, like, humping their bikes to wash them? I don't think we had to, but I'm glad we did. (laughs) Chill, bro. They're in high school. Chill. That sign won't stop me. I can't read. Oh, God. everyone and welcome to anime club after dark the podcast that delves into all things anime manga and otaku culture related i am your host john and joining me tonight i just have senpai yeah i'm i would say i'm in uncharted waters but i have been here before where i have not been the one in control (laughs) yeah so um instead of his go easy on me daddy (laughs) instead of me hosting because alligators attacked your internet um Mm. i'm hosting because i didn't feel like Full, like writing out a document <laughs> and having a guided discussion about this because I, I don't honestly know why I brought this up but tonight I wanted to talk about fast cars and hot women there's never a bad time to talk about either of those two things yeah so... and especially hot anime women oh my god <laughs> imagine dude if hot import nights just made a fucking anime and got, oh like, my God. got Studio Trigger to do the designs. Oh, man. Well, we, we now know that Trigger can 100% do titties. <laughs> yeah, fuck, man. So much tits and ass in Cyberpunk Edge Runners. If you guys <laughs> haven't seen that yet, go ahead and watch it. If you don't care to watch it, you want to listen to a review of it, listen to our spoiler cast. Uh, also, I feel like everyone at Trigger, when they found out they were working on uh, adaptation of Cyberpunk and they knew that they were going to be doing uncensored titties, they were all like, nice, I'll do overtime. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Freaking Yo-Yo Shinari. Though, he, I remember at the panel, Yo-Yo Shinari did say that he hated designing Lucy. <laughs> Cause yeah, that's true, he did. That's because uh, I know that... CD Projekt Red had a lot of input on um, mm. the designs of the characters. so They had a lot of input in general. Yeah, they were like, Lucy, no long hair. Absolutely not. And like the initial designs that Yo-Yo Shinari wanted to do, they were like, no, no, absolutely not. So he was frustrated with developing Lucy, I believe, because of I that. I don't think that Yo-Yo Shinari actually likes women with short hair. Because if you look at a lot of the characters, uh, female characters that he designs, they almost all have long hair. I don't know if that's true or not, and I definitely cannot look that up. However, they did design um, Rebecca, and she's like the waifu of the season. <laughs> I like how unanimously everyone just decided Rebecca's actually number one waifu. Like that's just even though Lucy exists. No, no, Lucy's all right, but Rebecca, she's actually waifu of the year. Anyway, I just I also love the story behind it where like uh, CD Projekt Red was like, there's no lollies in Night City and fucking Yoyoshinari and um, Hiroyuki and Maishi were both like the lolly stays. <laughs> well, they originally didn't have Rebecca in the script. And after they saw the designs, they're like, OK, we can run with this. We think it's pretty good. So hmm. it's like and it did turn out to be pretty good as we memed on for two and a half months. <laughs> yeah. That joke is dead and old, just like my soul. Anyway. 
Anyway, we're not here to talk about cyberpunk. <laughs> no, no, we're here to talk about, I don't know, fast cars and hot women. So <laughs> I, I honestly have zero idea where to go from this other than gas, gas, gas. I want to step I, on the we gas. We can always <laughs> talk about initial D, man. I, I, always, I will 100% right, be like, happy to talk about initial D. When we think about anime and fast cars, everyone who who at least knows knows initial d right like anyone who knows anything about cars will know initial d like initial d is such a major phenomena like um cult classic not not really phenomenal but cult classic because every fucking anime that i've seen that has cars in it like where they have to drive mm-hmm. somewhere they do a fucking drifting scene and it's always the kansai drifto and i'm just like <laughs> i've seen initial d i liked initial d except third stage in the movies but um we don't talk about those <laughs> honestly you know with, with all these anime now that are like being remade and shit i think it's prime time that initial d got a like a full-on remake especially with like a a studio that is like really behind it and is gonna give it the attention that it deserves like wit or mappa or well maybe not mappa those people deserve a break yeah mappa's working hella hard um wit's doing really well with clover work on spy family's second mm. core it's not a season two right it's just the second it's, core. it's it's they call it part two i'll just call it the second core because on crunchyroll they also did recently did ranking of kings and that was fucking phenomenal but i don't i feel like i, I want david productions to do uh the remake because mm. studio dean man <laughs> please stay away from initial d you guys had your Studio, limelight. Studio Dean, just stay away from anime for a while, please. What happened? Come back Studio when you're Dean. better. Studio Dean, you came and you saved anime. What happened, man? They killed anime and then came back and saved it. Betrayal of the highest order. <laughs> but no, like, in, it's, Initial D is one of those things, right, that back in the was early 2000s, late, late 90s, early 2000s, when the anime like came out like it was fucking that was the shit man like that was what everyone was talking about because it was i mean granted the cg at the time has not aged very well at all but um like it was fucking awesome because you had cars racing in the mountain roads and it like it was like fucking actually watching the manga on screen okay but hear me out the euro beat the fucking Mm. euro beat if there's anything that's been long lasting from initial d it's the love of Eurobeat. Like, it every is. time I hear Eurobeat, I just instantly think of Initial D. I've been Pavloved to think about Initial D when I hear any type of Eurobeat, even if it has nothing to do with Initial D. Like, I, I just think yeah. Initial D. Like, I'm going to look across and I'm going to see some two people racing down a mountain doing some hairpin drifts. Yeah, I mean, me too. I think that the the music is definitely a part of what makes Initial D so special because it's two things you wouldn't think go together. Like, uh, you know, Japanese cars racing down or up a mountainside and, like, very highly remixed European pop music. <laughs> I, I don't even know, like, what Eurobeat is, to be honest. Like, I don't even... Who creates Eurobeat, right? Was it's it? gas, 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 man. <laughs> yeah, like gonna maxi, max, maximi or something. I don't remember. I I don't remember who does all the songs that are in there, but I just know that it it's become so iconic that you can't really get away from it. And you're right, there are so many anime out there these days that like when there's any kind of a driving sequence whatsoever, there's gonna be some kind of a a nod or a reference to Initial D. Yeah, like it's just. And I feel like 
it hasn't really blown up like outside of the outside of Japan. Like I, I know that I got into Initial D because I became a JDM head back in middle school, <laughs> right? Like the Japanese domestic motors. That's what JDM stands for for you non JDM people. Um, <laughs> as every middle school Asian middle school boy will go through, he's gonna like cars. He's gonna like break dancing. And back in my day, we liked Maple Story. I'm not sure what the new kids are into. If they still it's play porn games, it's probably porn games. I don't fucking know. Amogus sus. But <laughs> hey, we've recently figured out that everything in the world is made out of crewmates from Among Us. So, <laughs> but I do know that uh, Asian <laughs> boys will still be into breakdancing in fast cars because that that has not changed in the 20 years that I've grown apart from my teenage self. Mm-hmm. I still see young men talking about hot cars, hot women, and just like breakdancing in general. And I, again, did I, you have a poster of a G, uh, GTR on your wall? No. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> of course, dude. See, I want a skyline, I, I, dude. What the fuck? <laughs> I may, I may not be Asian, but I went through kind of the same thing. Except with me, it was Lamborghinis. Yeah. Okay. But I feel like every middle-aged white man loves Lambos. But <laughs> I, yeah, I know, right? I think Corona loves Lambos too. I'm pretty sure it's Lamborghini's. Crone loves Western things in general. She's a fucking ginormous Westaboo. Because she was talking about, I think she was playing a racing game or something, and she was talking about the Lamborghini. And I'm just like, well, if I ever get a Corona, if I ever, so one of the other things that has come from like the initial car boom back in the 90s is Itasha. And mm, I'm not yeah. sure that we've talked about Itasha like in depth ever on the podcast. Um. I can't remember. There's a guy that does like Itasha meetups and stuff on uh, YouTube. He's a like a car YouTuber, and it's really great. He actually does a really good in depth like this is how Itasha started, what it means, and then he just goes around showing off Itasha. I mm. used to think Itasha were super cringe. I now think Itasha is like peak weeb. Like I love how cringe it is because it's like it's it's so. There's Itasha where I see. Like, there's a guy at work that has an Itasha of, like, uh, it's lolies, but they're, like, naked lolies on his car. And I'm like, bro. Ah, I see. He's a man of true culture. And I'm just like, bro, you, like, is it is bro. it me? Do I work with you? No. And I was, like, I don't like those type of Itasha because I'm, like, I don't really like lewd stuff on my Itasha. I like really good-looking Itasha, though. Like, they have a bunch of those at the car meetups for uh, the Itasha meetups and Itasha rallies. Mm. And it's just, like, it's just really cool f- to look at. Like, I-, I wish that I could do that to my cars. But if I ever got a Lamborghini, I would get a Corone Itasha on it. <laughs> like, I'd just wrap that motherfucker in Corone. And I'd-, I'd snap her and tag her and, like, or not snap her. I'd tweet it out and tag Corone. Like, it's the Corone Lamborghini. And I'm going to have it's it all funny. custom so- stuff inside for Corone stuff. I play I play a lot of uh, Forza and Forza Horizon. Um, it it's one of my favorite games. Don't at me. <laughs> um, come race with me though if you play it. Um, and one of the things that that game series is really known for is people are allowed to upload their own like custom paint jobs that you can apply to the vehicles that you acquire in the game. And uh, the most of the design is either a like real life like racing liveries from actual race cars or like fucking anime waifus. <laughs> yeah, I've seen all the uh 
kind of Itasha creations you've made. Oh, no. So the ones that I post in our Discord server, I have not made those. Uh, I just find them and apply them to the cars that I get. <laughs> I'm not that talented. Yeah. And I just, I, again, I used to think it was so cringe. Like, oh, God, why would you do that? But now I think, you know what? That's fucking amazing. Because there's some Itasha so, that are just, like, amazing looking in person. Like, it's not. They are. It, it is. It's, it's a genuine, genuine work of art. And I used to think the exact same thing until I saw one in person. So I definitely think there are still, like, really cringy ones, like, you know, that half-naked lowly guy at work. That's super cringe. That And there's a bunch of Itasha where they just throw on random lewd shit, uh, especially high school DXD ones with, like, um, the vice president chick who has the giant tits. Mm. Though I guess technically all of them have giant tits except the lowly, right? Yeah, and the main character because he's a dude. <laughs> Yeah, but I'm talking like Rius Gremory, um I don't remember. They, yeah, they all have giant tits. Like that's their attribute. They're, yeah. they're like have small waist, big titties. So there's a lot of Akane. I think her name is Akane. I think I don't. I th- you know how long it's been since I've watched High School DxD. I don't. Watch I've moved high on to DxD. real porn, like interspecies reviewers. But yeah, there's a bunch of that where they just like throw on just her titties are out and it's just everywhere. And I'm just like, that's not classy. That's not cool looking. But there's definitely some where it's like uh, it's that it's not just like an anime PNG that you slap on your car. It's like there's yeah, it's a, not like a sticker. There's an aesthetic design to it where like it'll follow a theme. There's also ones that don't have just a clear coat on it. They have like cool reflective stuff. There's a lot more to Itasha than just lewd anime girls, which is crazy. Like I, I again, you wouldn't know this because when you think of Itasha, you think of all the cringe ones and the shitty ones that you see. But there's actually some really nice ones. Like, I mean, can you can we really say that? Oh, well, I guess it's not really Itasha because Itasha is like a it's a portmanteau of like itai, like pain and um, car. So it's like painful car because it it's a joke, right? Like you're it's a painful car because when you drive around, people are gonna fucking make fun of you that you're fucking wearing anime shit on your car. But they kind of just took it and ran with it, which is. Like, again, that's peak weeb culture right there. You got to know that if you're going to be cringe, you got to embrace your cringe. Yeah, it's, you got to you gotta take the insults and, like, just embrace them. Kind of like how nerd has gone, like, strength to strength from, a, like, a genuine insult to, like, a badge of honor. I mean, I can still call people nerds, and I mean it as an insult, but... <laughs> I mean... Fair enough, but it's not it's not seen as like the uh, the outcasting term that it used to be. Yeah, it used to be like, oh, you're a freaking nerd, and then in the forties they'd beat you up, <laughs> and and crush your glasses and maybe stab you. Oh my god, what the? F- <laughs> anyway, I love Itasha so much. <laughs> I do, I, I do too, because like it is a genuine work of art. I, I, I remember. So the very first one I ever saw in person, I, I'd seen pictures of them before this, obviously online. And that was when I kind of thought they were cringe, but then I saw one once I was at, um, I, I want to say I was at Megacon in Orlando, Florida. Um, and there was, um, and that's something else that these conventions, not, not only like anime conventions, but like pop culture conventions in general have started having like these Itasha car meetups and they actually display some of the cars like in the convention center and it's really really cool but that was the first time i ever saw one in person and if i remember it wasn't even an anime one i think it was like a batman lamborghini or something um and i thought it was like really really cool and then i got to see more and more of them like yeah this is actually kind of cool when it's done really really well yeah like um they have 
whenever I go to anime conventions, they always have a card like Itasha like display area. And yeah. I believe even, even small, even small conventions are starting to do it now. Like like you know these night conventions where you get like 15,000 people show up. Because it's one of those cuz you can post it. You know that Itasha is like poster Instagram ready and it kind of goes hand in hand with the whole uh fast cars and hot women. I don't mm-hmm. know if hot women just have a magnetic draw to just like have to pose in front of these cars. But every time I see it, it makes me think of hot import nights. So that was the appeal of hot import nights was it was the nice cars, yeah, but it was the hot women that were posing in front of them. That was the selling point. Oh, I absolutely adored it. Like uh Misa Campo, fuck, bro. <laughs> Woo! Sheesh. She's still good looking. Yeah. <laughs> You guys don't know this, but for like thirty minutes, for thirty minutes prior to this, me and Alex were just looking at hot import night models. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, damn, look at them; they're so good looking, and ah, they've all aged very gracefully from what I've seen. Well, no, it's more like they keep. <laughs> you know what's the great thing about high school girls? I keep getting older, but they stay they the stay same. Same age. <laughs> Fuck. Don't take that out of context. <laughs> That's the great thing about Loli is, Cosima. I get older, they stay the same age. Oh, God. Absolutely not. But, so I talked about how I got into, like, JDM and stuff. Uh, how did you really get into JDM? Like, did you ever get into actual JDM and you only liked JDM cars? Or did, were you just a guy who got into cars? Because I know you like NASCAR and stuff. Well, yeah, so I, my, like intro into like cars and car culture was through motorsports um i was introduced to motorsports at a very young age like four or five years old maybe even younger than that i don't know um and yeah my my original uh like foray into it was through nascar because i'm from the south in the united states and that was really big in the early to mid 90s in fact it was really big up until the mid to late 2000s um but that was like my intro to car culture and cars in general. But it kind of expanded outward from there into things like IndyCar, Formula One. Um, and I'm still like I'm still a big fan of motorsports in general. Um, although more recently I've gotten away from like um, stock car racing and more into open wheel stuff like IndyCar and Formula One. Um, but like aside from like actual racing cars, I want to say that my first like interest in just general car culture. Probably was when I first played games like um, uh, Gran Turismo back in the early days. Okay, yeah. Um, and then also getting into uh, shows like uh, Top Gear as well in the uh, early to mid-2000s. So, I don't know if it was... The reason I got into it was because my friends, but Fast and Furious came out when I was in middle school in my formulative uh, pu- puberty prepubescent as a teenager yeah that'd be when you were a babby i was a little babby and uh fast and furious was coming out with their movies like fast one fast you remember when that series was about racing cars (laughs) yeah dude and like tokyo drift fast and furious tokyo drift like i will always remember the fucking teriyaki boy song the tokyo drift song (laughs) i wonder if you know how they see me, Tokyo. We, we were talking before we started recording this. Like that's one of the songs that you all you have to hear is like the first couple of notes, and you instantly know what song it is. Yeah, instantly, and because it just fucking Pavloved into my brain to know that that's Tokyo Drift. But on top of that, uh, Hot Import Nights was popping off. Uh, 
Tokyo Drift came out. Initial D was back in the 90s. So I'd say there was a lot of racing games that came out during this time as well. Like uh, Need for Speed was super popular. Need for Speed was another big one for me. And um, what was the one where... There was a I don't remember which game it was, but it had like a title screen song of it was a Little John's um Little John? Is it Little John? Get Low? Yeah, that's Little John, right? Um oh I know I think I know what you're talking about. Oh god, what was that game? I don't remember which racing game this is, but there's a shit ton of racing games that came out in the mid two thousands. Was it Grid? Was that the name was that the Grid, I think is the name of that game. I could be wrong. I there's more than one racing game from the mid two thousands that had like really good soundtracks, but that's that's true. So there was a lot of racing games coming out, and this is in an era where more and more people were like getting consoles, and it's just like it kind of was all cumulative. So I don't know if Initial D really had a direct like, I don't know, foray reason. I don't fucking know root to like the popularity of cars, but during middle school, it got popular. And mm. it was it wasn't just like a because because it's fucking Tokyo Drift. Let's be honest here. Tokyo Drift drew in a bunch of people into the JDM life. Um, I was one of them because I was a little. Babby, I, I would but... argue that Tokyo Drift is the best Fast and Furious movie. I mean, <laughs> have you rewatched it? It's super bad. Like that. The main character does not look like a high school kid. He looks like a mid thirties guy. Because he's a mid well, I mean, guy in his mid Fair enough, but you can say that about a lot of, of live-action performances with teenagers. But no, like, the, the Fast and Furious franchise in general isn't really meant to be taken super seriously anyway. I would say in terms of, like, cars and how they're presented, though, it's my favorite. I'm pretty sure... Who drives the NSX in uh, Fast and Furious? Um, oh, fuck. Uh, that's a good question. I haven't really watched Fast and Furious movies in quite a while. Uh, well, anyway, point is, I saw an NSX, and I was like, I like that car. I want that car. <laughs> I mean, the NSX is a good car. Yeah, I still want an NSX, but uh, I'll probably never buy one, though. I'd rather just get a... Because I don't like the new NSXs. I I liked the NSXs before they got discontinued. So, like, 2003? 2001? The new one's a hybrid, isn't it? I have no idea. I stopped... Because... Every new, I, I I say this with a grain of salt, um, or like I, I use this term loosely, but every new supercar wants to be a Lamborghini. Every single one of them. And it's just I mean, like. pretty much. And, and I don't I don't blame people that do that. Lamborghinis are nice vehicles. Yeah, they are. But it's like every new supercar has the Lamborghini look. Like they all want to be Lamborghini. But I'm like. I don't like it because you were trying to be Lamborghini. I liked it when you were your own supercar, dude. I love Supras. I love NSXs. Be your own fucking shit. Stop trying to copy Lambos. Lambo is Lambo, man. Fuck. E- either that or there are cars that were a um, a car company that's making them, whether it's like you know Volkswagen or or BMW or whatever, is going to drag like a name from their past out and then make it an electric supercar. That's like the new trend now. Yeah. So you got a, uh, the newest or one of the newer Ferraris is like an all electric supercar. Oh man. Which I never thought I'd see Ferrari do. I feel like, I don't, how good is it? I, I want to drive an electric supercar now because like I, I mean, it's instantaneous torque. I like fast cars. I like to go <laughs> fast. Um, 
I'm not saying I've gone 190 miles an hour on a motorcycle, but... What? Sonic. Oh. I was like, what are you, what are you singing? The the Green Hill Zone song. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I guess. It was so off tune. Catch up, man. Catch up. No, it was just so off tune. I'm like, what the fuck are you singing? <laughs> Plus, every time someone does Green Hill, it's not that section. That's like the beginning section. Everyone does the... Also, so something something I wanted to talk about uh, with you with this, unless you had something else you wanted to add before we move on. Oh no, I was gonna say um, if you're gonna do a Sonic thing, you gotta go, gotta go fast. Sonic X's theme song, running at the fast. speed of sound, <laughs> quick as a jog around, got ourselves oh, a situation. I stuck in the new Remember location. That time that Sonic literally raced an F1 car and won. <laughs> what did that actually happen? I think, so, if I remember right, and this is a long time ago, so I could very well be misremembering it, but th- there was, a, the F1 Grand Prix in, in Japan had, like, a promotional thing where Sonic actually raced, I believe it was a Ferrari. Again, I could be wrong, it's been 20 plus years, I think, since this happened. Um, and fucking Sonic beat the Ferrari. <laughs> no shot, dude. I mean, he's the quickest hedgehog around. Anyway. And I think if I if I remember right, th- this was when Michael Schumacher was still driving, and that was the Ferrari that Sonic beat. So like, maybe that was just F one saying, "Fuck you, Michael! Stop winning all these races." F one's gotten super popular lately. It has. I I, I wanted to talk about that too. So, like in the, in the United States and North America in general, like F one has gotten like really really popular recently. It's always been popular in Europe and Asia. Um, in fact, it's it's second only to soccer as like the most popular sport that people watch. Um, but it's kind of struggled a lot in North America until recently. And there's a there's something that I attribute to that. Number one, I think the racing in Formula One has gotten really good over the last few years, despite the fact that Lewis Hamilton was fucking dominating for like four straight years. Um, but also because there's a Netflix series called Drive to Survive, um, which follows uh, Formula One teams around throughout the season. It's like almost like a docudrama. It's more documentary than drama, um, but it's really well produced and it shows like a different side to Formula One that a lot of people don't see during the race broadcast that makes it seem even more exciting than it already is. Um, so that's something that I attribute to its growth and popularity over the last few years. Also, the fact that there's now, well, uh, where there will be starting next year, three Grand Prix in the United States. Um, that's crazy. Yeah, I don't know anything uh, about Formula One. <laughs> Again, I don't. There's going to be one in Austin, Texas, which is at Circuit of the Americas. There's going to be uh, there was the one in Miami, which they also had this year. That's a street race, and there was also going to be a street race in Las Vegas. Dude, Need for Speed's coming into real life. <laughs> That's all I can say. I know, like really, <laughs> for for real though. Yeah, the only hell, even NASCAR is doing a street race in Chicago next year. The only racing thing, like in real life racing thing, I know about is MotoGP which is like the top mm. tier for uh, Grand Prix motorcycle racing because I'm into motorcycles. <laughs> like, I, I was there's into... Also, for, for those who don't know, there's a really good manga that's currently publishing about uh, MotoGP called Topo GP, and it's it's really well drawn, and the story is actually pretty damn good, and I'm hoping at some point this gets an anime adaptation. It probably won't, just because... <laughs> I Initial D, racing anime in general, um, there's not a lot. Like, I, I can... I literally can only think of Initial D as 
the titular racing anime and i guess we we watched bakuan back when it aired and yeah just, which i mean i think you and i both actually really liked it <laughs> oh i loved it because for one i also used to uh my first motorcycle was a katana so mm. i was just like hey i'm just like that blonde haired chick from the animes i also have a katana whoa so that was cool and also, uh, I mean, cute girls, cute anime girls doing cute things on motorcycles. Like, I love that shit. Also, that show was super informative about a lot of shit. About, like, the tropes and stuff that go with... Um... It was also really edgy in some parts. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, again, fast cars and hot women, man. This is how you draw people in. Like, did, did we have to show these girls, like, humping their bikes to wash them? I don't think we had to, but I'm glad we did. <laughs> Chill, bro. They're in high school. Chill. That sign won't stop me. I can't read. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, anyway, so that's it for our podcast. I've been your host, John, and I <laughs> will visit you in prison, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> but no, so I feel like if there ever was a time for more racing anime, maybe it's like now because there's a lot of like, really, like in real life, there's a lot of really good motorsports content out there. Um Hell, there's a one of the most exciting like motorsports leagues out there right now is called Formula E. It's an all electric racing series, but the racing is fucking phenomenal. It's all done on street circuits, and it's all done like as a pretty much a single day kind of event where they practice in the morning, qualify in the in the around noontime, and then race around three o'clock in the afternoon. Huh. And it's like it's all fast paced. It's all really cool. There's also like. Uh, audience participation in the actual races. Um, How does that work? How does the audience participate in it? So, um, on the cars... Do you mean that, like, oh, okay, I thought you meant, like, they just select a random person who's like, hey, do you want to race? Like, They just go somewhere (laughs) in the crowd and say, hey, get in the fucking car, you're racing. I'd fucking do it, bro. (laughs) Get in the race car, Shinji. You know, I would be more, like, if they had racing leagues where they would let fans drive their fast cars... I would fucking totally go to each one just for an opportunity yeah. to drive one of these fucking like supercars. But <laughs> I, I get so the, for the way they do audience. Reasons, they wouldn't let you do that. True. The way they do audience participation in Formula E is um, during the race. There's a fan vote, and whichever driver in the race that gets the um, the highest amount of votes, uh, there's like a special battery inside each of the cars. Uh, whenever that specific point in the race where they reveal the winner is that person in the race gets access to that battery and it gives them a, like the equivalent of 25 extra horsepower <laughs> they literally gets a nitro boost no fucking way dude that's but it's amazing. it's only it's only for like 25 seconds i believe still though that's <laughs> that's pretty fucking funny <laughs> it's it's a really cool way to involve the audience in the actual race I wonder if they let you and bet it, and stuff during this. I, I would assume they wouldn't because, like, it's fucked up. If you can, like, boost somebody to help you win for a 25-second lead, it's a little bit cheating. I, I, I would assume that they don't let you bet at these places anyway. But No. It, I mean, there are there are sports books out there that allow you to bet on the races, but not actually at the race. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, MotoGP also has an e-bike category that came out in 2019? I've watched a couple of those races. They're exciting too. I mean, I just like MotoGP in general. Like I, I again, first bike was a Katana. Um, I'm a crotch rocket kind of guy. I'm into cruisers now because 
it's pretty dangerous putting me on a motorcycle that that goes very fast. So so your girlfriend says. Um I Listen, my crash wasn't that bad. I'm alive, aren't I? <laughs> um any crash you walk away from is perfectly fine. Yeah, no, that's exactly it, man. That's the it's like way. Like the old pilot's creed, any landing you walk away from is a good one. But god, I fucking love motorcycles so much. I don't know too much about cars. Um other than I can fix cars. I fix cars when I have free time, like basic stuff. I like to I, I like to work on mechanical things in general. Cars, motorcycles, doesn't matter. Fixing but shit can you house. drive stick? Yes, I can. Yes, I can too. Not very well, but I can do it. So, have you seen the Trash Taste episode where they... It's the Trash Taste special where they go drifting in Japan. Uh, Yeah, that was the one they did was about a year or so ago. A year... About a year or two. I don't remember when they released it, but you've seen it. Yeah, it, was, yeah, it wasn't recent though. Bro, I was molding. I was just like, how fucking dare... They drive this fucking this cars, not even know the history of them, and they can't even fucking drive stick. Like what? <laughs> yeah, so that's something else that's like in. This is not like necessarily related to like Japanese car culture in general. A lot of car companies are going away from uh, manual transmissions in general, just because so few people these days know how to use them. Bro, if you if you're trying to get a car on a budget. Learn to drive stick because stick shift cars are cheaper for some reason. Well, no, for, I mean, because no one gets there's going to be a two thousand dollar difference between a manual automatic transmission car with the same make and model. Like, I don't know. I, I feel like in manual is is really the way of the old. Um, I definitely think that automatic cars are the way to go. Like, you know, <laughs> it's fucking no brain. You know, step on the gas, it goes. For a daily driver, yeah. I mean, if you want to have a little more control, get one that's like a semi-automatic with like the flappy paddle gearboxes on the steering wheel. I hate those. I hate those so much. I mean, you're not the only one. <laughs> I fucking hate paddle shifters. But it shifters. is a compromise. No, paddle shifters is a fucking terrible hybrid compromise. Fuck out of here. You get an actual <laughs> gear shift box, man. Fuck that. Anyway... <laughs> I know in one of the, uh, not the the current Corolla, I, I've recently bought a Corolla, which I think is what made John think about this whole conversation. I honestly, um, right, so I, I don't know why I was thinking about fast cars and hot women. I just randomly, I was thinking about something. It, it might have been because I was looking at the, um, I was giving Alex shit for not getting the, uh, the fucking GR. The 86. Yeah, GR 86. I was giving him shit for that because I was like, oh, I can't believe you wouldn't get the Hachiroku, dude. Listen, if I had the money, I certainly would have. But no, um, the if I had the money, not I'd just get this a super one, it. but the first the first Toyota Corolla that I actually leased, I didn't buy it. It was one of those ones where it had the semi-automatic, but it was not the paddle shifters. It was on the actual shifting knobs, so you would just p- pull it to the left towards you. Oh yeah, you the just make up, it go up and down, yeah, up, up and, down. and down. Yeah, my car has that too. Or has the manumatic, I think. Is that what manumatic yeah, is? Yeah, that's such a stupid name. Just call it a semi-automatic transmission. No, then we'd have to ban it. And be- <laughs> <laughs> and it just reminds me of the, there's a clip from old Top Gear with James May. It's like, manual, semi-automatic. Oh, these are the weapons. <laughs> yeah, see? Whenever I think semi-automatic, it makes me think, oh, we're going to ban guns again, I guess, in the U.S. But... <laughs> Yeah, I think it's called manumatic. I don't quote me on that. I hate that term. It is called manumatic, and I absolutely hate that term so much. I mean, it's not even manual. It's honestly speaking, it's not manual because 
for it to be a true manual, you have to have a clutch that you can disengage, right? Yeah. So you can disengage the actual um, gear and you can shift it. But I, other than fixing cars, I don't actually know too much about them. <laughs> like I, I used to be uh, because of you know you're a kid, you're just kind of being a poser here. Uh, I just looked at cars and I'm like that looks cool, I like it, and I, that's as far as I knew about it. Like I didn't care about horsepower, I didn't care about torque and spec like that. As much as I do um, now as an adult, I like motorcycles and I care about like CC and stuff like that. Or cubic inch, I guess, if you get a Harley. <laughs> Boo. No, I'm just kidding. How dare you, dude? Harleys are fuck. <laughs> it's an American institution. It's, I mean, they're manufactured not in America anymore, but okay. Pop off, queen. <laughs> Don't let a Harley fan tell you that or hear that. Um, no, no, no. I So there's a Harley dealership literally down the road from my house. And I made the mistake of going there and test riding a couple of Harleys because I was fucking bored on a hot weekend during the summer. And mm. let me tell you, the um, I tried the, oh my god, what was it called? The Fat Boy? I think it was the Fat Boy. Uh, 114. Um, big fucking bike, dude. And holy shit, let me tell you about that, like, the fucking torque on that motherfucker. Holy fuck. <laughs> Shit, bro. Did you think the bike was going to flip over backwards? That thing is loud, and that thing is fucking big and heavy, dude. I didn't like it too much, to be honest. But I did see the, uh, I was riding a Softail Slim. I really like the Softail Slim. <laughs> uh, it made me want to throw $20,000 down to get one. Not going to lie. <laughs> I was like, as far as cruisers goes, I have, I have a Honda Shadow now. Uh, the very first motorcycle I ever got to, like, get on was a Honda shadow that <laughs> story time. Um, back when story I was time with John, let's go back when I was an even littler babby, like I'm talking six or seven years old. My family and I were crabbing on the shore at this place in our state. And for some, whatever reason, there was a biker that was also at the pier and he was just like, I was staring at his motorcycle because I was like, oh, man, I really want to sit on that. Like, it looks so cool, dude. Like, because you're a kid and you just, you want to, you want a motorcycle when you're a kid because you like riding bicycles. And I remember the biker guy was just like, do you want to, like, sit on it? I was like, yes. And then uh, he was like, go ahead. Like, he was showing me, like, how the buttons work and shit like that. And I was just like, whoa, like, this is so cool, dude. And I have a picture of me still on it. Like, I have the helmet I on. I can imagine everything. you doing all of this, by the way. Oh, my God. It's it's such a fond memory. Because, like, again, why the fuck was he at the pier crabbing on a motorcycle? <laughs> like, it's so random. He was obviously just, like, riding around and on a cruiser. But a Honda Shadow, like, a, I believe that was, that was probably a 98 VT1100. Um, 98? 97? Whenever they made the VT1100s. It was a VT1100 of some 90 year. But I just, that stuck with me, dude. So when I first got my first motorcycle, of course, I went into uh, crotch rockets and I got the Katana. I didn't even know what the Katana was. I just got it because I was like, this one, it, it used to be a track bike. It was owned by one person and it was just a track bike and only had like 4,000 miles on it. However, it was 4,000 track miles. So that thing was being run pretty fucking hard. But I was like, you know what? I don't care. This is a, it's, it's like $3,000 bike. It's cheap. If I crash it, I don't really care. And I wasn't planning on riding it for very long, only like a year or two to get used to riding. And then I'd like get an actual car or something. 
or not car, get an actual motorcycle. But <clears throat> when I uh, decided to trade in my <laughs> katana, because I was I was doing 190. Uh, I mean, I was allegedly doing 190 on a couple of freeways. Uh-huh. <laughs> I don't. I'm pretty sure it wasn't 190. I'm pretty sure the speedometer was broken because I'm. Uh, the katana is like a 750 cc. So it... I mean, that's a great way to. That's that's a great story to tell, though. <laughs> Listen, my speedometer. I don't know how fast I was going. The speedometer was clearly broken, officer. <laughs> it said 192 at its peak, but I don't think a 750 can really go that fast. I'm pretty sure it tops out at like 170, but who knows? Mm. Point is, I like motorcycles a lot, and I got onto the Softail Slim, and it makes me want to trade in my Honda Shadow and get a Softail Slim. <laughs> so as much as flack as Harley gets. I still kind of want a Harley. What I absolutely abhor about Harleys is the fucking culture. Bakuan got one thing really fucking right. And that's they made a fuck ton of fun of Harley owners and um, Ducati owners. <laughs> Harley Davidson. I loved Harley Davidson. Freaking Jesus Christ. as Harley Literally Davidson. Jesus is Harley Davidson. I fucking love it. <laughs> But no, there is that scene in uh, Bakuan where they uh, they say they see the Ducatis and Ducatis. If you don't know, uh, it's they're Italian makers. Uh, they make super fast fucking motorcycles. Like it's essentially the Lamborghini of motorcycles. Yeah, Lamborghinis Italian. What's up with the Italians and making fast cars and fast like motorcycles? What the fuck? I have I can tell you exactly how Lamborghini got started as a car maker because before they made cars, they made tractors. They still do make tractors, by the way. Oh, I knew that. Um, but. The only reason <clears throat> that uh, Lamborghini started making like sports cars and and, and supercars is because uh, I forget the guy's first name, but Lamborghini, the guy who founded the company, Senor Lamborghini, uh, <laughs> went to um, Enzo Ferrari and was giving him like valid criticisms on how to like change certain like technical parts of, the, of his Ferraris to make them better and his response was something to the to the effect of if i needed advice from a peasant i'd ask for it oh bro and how lamborghini has fucking risen up like i don't like ferraris very much i think ferraris are overrated maybe because i see them everywhere i also think corvettes are overrated um as far as cars like soup i are they yeah they're supercars right no, they're not a supercar. The new Corvettes are technically considered supercars. I don't even... What is the distinction between a regular car and a supercar? It's very nebulous. <laughs> like, I think if they say it's a supercar, it's a supercar. Pretty much, yeah. But um, I don't like Ferraris very much. I think they're whatever cars. I fucking absolutely love Lamborghinis, though. Mm. So... I mean, that's... I used to have... I used to have two Lamborghini posters on my wall as a kid, so... See, again, <laughs> fast cars and hot women, dude. It's something about the draw. Yeah. So... Good I m- wasn't allowed to have hot women on my walls until I was older, but... Allowed? <laughs> Who needs permission? <laughs> I certainly did. Get my ass beat if I didn't. <laughs> funny thing... I have a funny story about that. So, you know, Pamela Anderson was a big fucking deal in the 90s. Yeah. Um... Uh, I, when I was like, I think 10 or 11 years old, this is like right after Baywatch kind of went off the air and, and wasn't super popular anymore. Um, I had this poster of Pamela Anderson like in her Baywatch getup, but it was one of those like super long skinny posters. I could put it on the back of my door. And so my parents never even saw it or knew about it until I was like 14 or 15 years old. 
No way, dude. Your mom absolutely knew about it. I mean, if she did, she didn't say anything. I know Listen, for a fact my right, dad right. didn't because he came into my room one time and then he, when he closed the door, he saw it. was like, well, how long has that been there? All right. That's classic dad behavior where you don't notice anything because you don't really care about that. <laughs> you care about the True. basics of like, is my son alive? Is he doing all right? And then that's about it. Right? <laughs> you don't notice that. Has he, he had... gotten into my beer? <laughs> yeah. Has he gotten into the, the good whiskey? But <laughs> what you don't notice is like the cum socks and everything. But your mom will definitely fucking notice. Here's the thing for you kids out there. If you think that your mom or your parents don't notice the shit that you do, they do. But they were also teenagers at one point, And they choose to not bring it up because it's cringe, bro. Listen to me. Do not hide your cum socks underneath your bed. They Embrace will Embrace the cum socks. <laughs> like... They know. They know it's there, bro. I'm trying to save you the trauma. Oh, God. <laughs> I absolutely believe that your mom knew that poster existed. But she said, well, boys will be boys and let it go. Absolutely believe that. I mean, of all the other shit I could have gotten into as a kid, it's not so bad. I, it's just one of those boys will be boys thing. Like, when I started getting into cars and, like, the hot women on these posters and stuff... No one really batting an eye. That's like, oh, yeah, boys will be boys. I feel like if my mom knew about the poster, and she probably did, knowing her, her like initial like thought or reaction is just going to be, at least it's not a dude. <laughs> oh fuck, bro! <laughs> Yee, shit. <laughs> Sorry, mom. I got something to tell you. <laughs> oh fuck. Oh, uh, hopefully she doesn't listen to the podcast. <laughs> Oh, she does. <laughs> oh, 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 this this would have been back then. Okay. Hi, Mom. Oh, oh, boy. Um, <laughs> Where am I supposed to go with that, bro? Come on. How, how are you going to get me over here like, oh, shit, this is how he comes out to his mom. How am I? So speaking of hot cars. <laughs> so speaking of coming out, question, how do I segue <laughs> this, bro? Like, you can't do this to me. I choose the host What's because your- I didn't want to write the doc, sure, but you shouldn't fucking make me segue like this. I I I got a question for you. There hasn't I I don't think there's been a whole lot that aren't like either like self-referential of of initial D or something that's done for for humor's sake, for comedy's sake. But are there any anime and or manga out there that you've read that have good car chase scenes in them? Oh my god. You're going to talk about the freaking Samurai Pizza Cats one. No, not Samurai (laughs) Cats. Although that's a really good anime. Gunsmith Cat. I was something cats. I didn't remember. But yeah, you always bring this up. I love it because like, so I almost did it too. Um, Gunsmith Cats is a a series of OVAs that came out in the uh, mid 90s. I forget exactly what year. Um, But one of the things that's in them is a car chase between a fucking uh cobra and uh i forget which it's a mercedes-benz but i can't remember which one um but it's it's a car chase between the two and the main characters are in the the cobra and um uh the bad guy is in the the mercedes and uh it's one of the best car chase scenes i think in in anime like bar none the entire scene in fact the entire anime itself is hand-drawn and that's why I think it holds up so well. It's it's the argument I always go to when I advocate for hand-drawn animation. Because that came out 20 plus, 25 years ago now. 
and it still looks really good. And the car chase in general is just great. I mean, this is the one that hand-drawn were like 100 years later, it's still going to look amazing, right? I think so, yeah. Um, and it's, Cunsmith Cats is also something that it is kind of a car-focused thing. Of course, the, the, the story takes place in and around the city of Chicago. And, of course, America is a very car-centric place. So they spend a lot of time in the car in in this anime. And um, and I feel like I want this anime to be remade, like especially since we're remaking everything now. But my fear with it being remade is that there's going to be that desire to redo something like this chase scene with CG. And I know it won't look anywhere near as good. Probably. Unless MAPPA does it, because apparently MAPPA knows how to fucking use CG. Hmm. I don't know. I feel like the entire draw of it was the, like, when you, when they do the hand-drawn animation and they, like, they show, like, the the squish, the stretch and squash of animation, right? So mm-hmm. I, I know a little bit about, like, the 12 points of animation or whatever the fuck it was. I had a character animation class for one of my um my game degree, so <laughs> I know a little bit about it. I don't I don't know too much, but... Uh, one of the thing about hand drawn is that you can make those type of like artistic interpretations, and it looks good because I don't know if it's because we we've grown up on two D art style and it's just like that, but like the rumbling of a car, right? Uh, mm. I'm looking at uh, I, I I googled top car animes, and of course number one is Initial D, and of course number two is Redline. I was like, because I was like, I can't think of any other car animes other than Initial D right now, but I forgot about Redline. I loved Redline, by the way. Is that really a car anime? I guess, nah. Kind of, sort of. I mean, it's about racing. By the way, watch our review of it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Also, Pare Ronmon is a... I didn't know that one was about racing. Wasn't that like JoJo's with the racing anime or something? So, yeah. Pare Ronmon is something that came out... Was it in 20... I want to say 2020. I could be wrong. It was a couple of years ago, though. Yes, it was um, in 2020. Oh, awesome. Um, it's set in America, too. What? It is so... It's really weird. It didn't get a lot of press at the time. I really enjoyed it, and I think it's something that's kind of a a hidden gem type anime. But yeah, it's essentially about a race. It's kind of like JoJo's Part 7, except with cars instead of horses. <laughs> Steel Ball Run. It's going to be the best racing anime in the world. <laughs> <laughs> with ho- Best horse racing anime ever. The, yeah, of course. There's no precedent for it. Of course, it's going to be the best horse racing anime. Excuse me. Uma Musume is a masterpiece. That's not... A- okay, you know what? You're right. Pretty Debbie is a... <laughs> it's very popular. It is super it, popular. It is the weirdest... The game is, like, fucking incredibly right. popular. Uma Musume is the weirdest fucking fusion of cute anime girls and shit that old men like, which is betting on horse races. <laughs> like, and it- idols. Because they sing. Oh, it, it's such a weird mix. And it's like, there's such a huge draw to this crowd because of that. And I was like, what the fuck? It's like, old guys like it because it's like, oh, yeah, I know those racehorses. I lost my life savings on it. <laughs> oh, man. But with uh, 2D animation, you can, like, do a lot more, like, uh, customization. Like, when your car is running. Mm. So in 3D, CGI 3D, you can't really do that. Because you model a frame and it has to have physics on it. Like, you can't make it you can kind of make it bend and squash if you want to make it super cartoony but Mm -hmm. that's kind of an aesthetic choice that you as the art director have to do and for the most part in anime for at least for what i've seen they don't do shit like that because it takes extra time to model shit like that and then when you do the squash and stretch for example of like to show impact or stuff like that it's just 
it takes more time and they're not going to waste the, the time the money and the effort go into the cg because cg is supposed to be cheaper supposedly allegedly <laughs> allegedly we did we did do an episode about cg versus uh traditional we did and we tried to look it up and but it was like nope apparently cg is actually more expensive than we think because no one wants to talk about how much it actually costs <laughs> Now, does it save time in some areas? 100%. And I think that CG, 3D CG is good for a lot of things. Like, it's 3D CG is really good for conveying um, space. Like, because you're creating a scene, a, like a 3D actual boxed scene. So it's yeah. really good for conveying space. It's great for animating around inanimate objects, like buildings or spaceships or stuff like that. But when I, like, fucking watch Redline, dude. Look at the hand-drawn animation that they have for that. It looks so good. Like, every time the car is rumbling and shaking and stuff, it looks fucking real to me. And to try to, like, imitate that in on a 3D scale, I just mm-hmm. think it, it would cost too much money to make it actually like that. So, if they were to remake um, your Samurai Pizza Cats <laughs> racing show... It's not Gunsmith Cats. <laughs> God damn it, John. Something Cats. <laughs> Uh, Gunsmith, if they were going to remake Gunsmith Cats, I think they would have to try to do 2D because I don't think they would be able to convey it well at all. Like, they would be I, I absolutely agree. fucking mad if they tried to do it in 3D CG. I, I agree. Uh, you know, you, you talked about racing anime and you didn't. Do you want to talk about Speed Racer? <laughs> Bro, Speed Racer is the worst fucking racing. I'd rather watch F Zero, dude, than watch Speed Racer. Hey. I will I will defend it because by the standards of the 60s it actually holds up. Did it Did it come out in the 60s? No way it came out in the 60s. Yeah, it came out in the late 60s. No shit. Oh fuck. No. Now way. it didn't it didn't come out in America until like I think the early to mid 70s though. <laughs> I mean, there was like maybe 10 fucking frames like total in an entire episode. <laughs> <laughs> Oh god! I love the fact that there's so much, there's so many scenes in Speed Racer that it's literally just a close up on a character's face where they're talking, and the lips aren't even fucking moving. Yeah, fucking dubbing in anime has come so far. That is that I know, honestly, right? it's its own episode. To be honest, um, but no, I think that you know it's kind of the original racing anime, and I, I still think it deserves props. Um. And it's it's super campy, it's super ridiculous, and like a, the story doesn't make a whole lot of sense at all. But if you just go into it expecting it to be ridiculous camp, it is kind of a fun watch. I I never got into it, dude. Because especially when you realize that Speed Racer himself is a fucking sociopath. <laughs> all I know, all I remember about Speed Racer is the the fucking haha. Well, looks like I'll have to use my invention number five. Deep. <laughs> You know, like the the super. I don't. I wanted to say if it's bad, bad dubbing. I don't know because I still think about it. And I'm like, everyone parodies Speed Racer at some point in their show. Like, uh, at least for I, I'd say Western shows, they parody Speed Racer sometimes for cartoons because yeah, <laughs> it's so it's it's classic campy like freaking haha Speed Racer. Do you, I I. Again, this is kind of its own thing, and it's a bit of a tangent, but I, I know why a lot of those older dubs, including Speed Razor's English dub, are so notoriously bad. Well, because they didn't know how to 
match the lip flaps yet. <laughs> it's not. It's not just that they didn't hire voice actors at all back then to do the dub because the, like voice acting, besides things like Disney movies, which they actually just hired regular actors to do and and, and dub this shit. Um, there there wasn't really a a thing for that except for cartoons which were all comedy things and of course they didn't have the money to do dubs with actual cartoon voice actors so what they did is they just grabbed radio personalities and said do this character so they got like actual dish jockeys from the time to do fucking dubs that makes a lot more sense <laughs> oh man like these people they, they figured well their job is their voice they must be good at voice acting I'm trying to think about English voice actors do not get paid fucking shit to voice in um, anime. Like that's kind of a thing that's kind of going on right now uh, as we're recording this with Bayonetta. Oh, did you see Charlie's update to the whole drama? Turns out I, um, I did. I did. <laughs> she lied. They were gonna pay her like four thousand a session, not four thousand total. I, this listen. This thing has had more twists and turns than an M Night Shyamalan movie, bro. I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe. I'm not gonna say her name. Uh, for fear that she might sue us. <laughs> I don't know. She, she probably won't. But Helen, Helena Taylor, the original voice actress for Bayonetta, came out with an accusation saying she was uh, offered a $4,000 for the entire T session of recording Bayonetta 3. And obviously that's insultingly low for like 20-ish, 30-ish hours of work. Like and no royalties and no royalties, which is kind of which is which is par for the course with voice acting in both video games and anime. Yeah, but it's like Helen Helena Taylor really made Bayonetta who Bayonetta is like that classic voice acting. I yeah. honestly think she did a phenomenal job for Bayonetta. However, yeah, at least in the English speaking world, for sure. However, as it turns out, she lied and um, Platinum offered her four thousand dollars a recording session. Which would have been four, four hours, one hour, yeah, yeah four. I, I yeah, it was. I don't know. Four hours a day, uh, for five days. So it would have been twenty grand for twenty hours of work. That's what Charlie. Still no residuals, but it's better than what she was claiming originally. I think it's it's gonna be really. <laughs> they even the companies that make the game don't get residuals, bro. <laughs> the publisher gets that shit. That's true. Publishers tend to get most, if not all, of the residuals. Easy for me to say. I wouldn't say most, but uh, it varies from publisher to publisher. But it's hard. It's really because when publishers decide to fund your game, they outright buy your IP from you. So it's not like you can get royalties from that because you don't own the IP anymore. Unless you unless you negotiate some kind of like fifty fifty deal with them, which I'm sure there have been, you know, developers that have. Um, yeah, you're you're giving up most of your royalties. I would say for Western developers, sure, but not in the slightest for Japanese developers. Like, oh yeah, yeah. I'm just talking in terms of of more Western developers because that's what I know. But this is a deep tangent. Like, I want to talk more about. Yeah, cars. this is a huge tangent. <laughs> this actually could be its own episode. Honestly, remember when this episode was about racing? <laughs> yeah, I wanted to go back to racing. Kind of. I mean, well, take so- us there. To kind of, like, finish off this topic, like, if they were to make more racing anime, like, how would they go about it? Because I feel like the draw that we had to at least initial D, um, there was, like, the, the fucking the Eurobeat, to be honest. Like, that, that's what drew me in. And it's still mm-hmm. really good. And it's also cool to see, like, the cars drifting and stuff like that. But 
how would you draw in a new crowd for um so like a, a racing I actually anime? have an idea for um like an initial D reboot that is actually a continuation of the story. Um and it would take place like in modern day with the cars that we have now, like the modern, you know, GTRs, the new eighty six uh, things like that. And now, since there is an actual, like, drift professional drifting league, it's called Formula Drift or Formula D, um, I would have the main character from Initial D actually be, like, the chairman or, you know, whoever the head honcho is of Formula Drift. Um, and then have, like, this new generation of, like, professional drifters come in and, like, that's the story. You actually see people come from, like, zero to hero in this new league. Like, that's how I would reboot Initial D. Isn't there a new one that you're reading that isn't... Um... Uh, there is a... there is a. It's not like a reboot of Initial D. It's like a spiritual successor to Initial D. Um, what is the fucking... What's that fucking thing called? Um, I'll, I'll look it up in just a second. But yes, I mean, it, it is... Um, I know what you're talking about. Okay. Because I remember <laughs> briefly we talked about it, but other than Tapu GP, which is still really good... Uh, I really like it. I recommend, like, if you're into motorcycles or cars and racing, read Topo GP. Like, it's it's really good. It's a monthly publication. I feel like so with uh so Good Smile, the Nendoroid company has a racing team now called Good Smile Racing, and I absolutely yes. love their Miku cars. Like, just I <laughs> they literally it. just make professional racing Itasha. I love it so fucking much, bro. Like, you have no idea, and. I feel like this is a good time more than ever to come out with better and new racing anime. Uh, how would I go about it, though? I honestly don't know because I don't really understand my draw to cars and racing anime other than the fact mm-hmm. that I I like fast cars and hot women. That's just I, I grew up liking that. So I still continue to like that. So. If you're not into it, I'm not sure how I would attract you to it to be like, you should really care about this. Like, because whenever um, we talked about Dimension W before we started recording, but mm. the uh, what the fuck was it? One of the one of the draws of that series, to me at least, was the fact that he drives an original GT 2000. Yeah, the GT 2000 and then later on an LFA. And yeah, to me, all I could think about was like, oh, yo, look at those cars. Like, what the fuck, dude? Right, because we knew- and they actually they actually went and got like real motor sounds from both of those cars for the anime. Yeah, it was so fucking cool, dude. But you know that's for people who are into cars. So it's like it's kind of a niche subject, and this is why we've taken so long to really do a car episode because I was like, there's not a lot of car anime out there. There's not a huge crowd of people into it. Um, I think people are. People obviously know about Itasha, but I don't think people care too much about, like, supercars. Like, why uh, Twin Turbo Supra was such a big deal back in the day. Like, Yeah, I feel like, so, I, I can't speak for, like, inside Japan, because I'm not 100% sure. But I, I feel like here in, in North America and in, in the U.S., younger people, like, not not millennials, like, like our generation, but I mean, like, the generations after us, the Gen Z and, I guess, whatever the hell we're calling this new generation, Generation Alpha is the only name I've heard for them. Um, I, I don't think they care about cars that much. <laughs> At least not <laughs> as much as people used to. I saw a tweet where um, this lady was like, I offered 
to teach my teenage sons how to pump gas and they said no thanks by the time uh we're your age all our cars will be electric and i was just like that actually might be true yeah yeah that might be true um i mean you'll still have to plug them in but yeah but you don't need to pump gas anymore um i i really want to see more racing anime but i just don't think it has because anime doesn't make actually no it depends on the anime some anime make a fuck ton of money uh most anime don't make too much money uh a lot of the money that an anime will make is either going to be residuals from like uh merch sales blu-ray sales yeah they definitely don't make that much money during streaming and i just feel like even if we unless we could turn top gear and have jeremy clarkson on it (laughs) into an anime Hey, remember that time that, that Jeremy Clarkson, Richard Hammond, and James May were on Phineas and Ferb? Were they actually? They were. They were on an episode of Phineas and Ferb playing themselves. Yo, that's actually legit. I I rewatched Phineas and Ferb, or I, I rather, I sat down and I watched every single episode, and I don't remember that one, because there's like 50-something episodes of Phineas and Ferb. I, I don't remember exactly how many, but it feels like something like that, yeah. Maybe more. I don't remember. Again, I kind of just watched it because I had nothing else to watch. But, yeah, I feel like <laughs> outside of just remaking Top Gear but in anime form, there wouldn't be a way to draw in people to like, hey, do you want to watch a car a car show, like a car anime? If they do, if they remake Top Gear or, or whatever, the, the new thing, the Grand Tour, if they remake it in anime form, it, it'd be one less way we can kill the co-hosts. Because <laughs> it feels like so. Ever since they went to the Grand Tour with with Amazon, right, and they left Top Gear, it seems like every single season or every special they do is just how can we try to kill one of the co-hosts this time? Like this, the last one they did, the uh, Scandi Flick, which is really good, and I highly recommend you watch it if you're if you're into that shit. Um, they literally tried to kill James May twice. Is Jeremy? He's not in Grand Tour, right? Jeremy Clarkson. No, they're all, all three of them are on Grand Tour. All three of them are okay. Yeah, they all left uh, BBC and Top Gear to go do that shit with Amazon. So it's not actually like a, a regular series anymore. It's just a, a series of specials now. Huh. But uh, the last one was really good. It was just there were two really good opportunities to kill James May, and they didn't. <laughs> I would hope one they would hits a wall. <laughs> he, he hits a wall in a, a, a Mitsubishi Evo, I think it was, doing like 100 miles an hour. Um and uh, another one where that same Evo, after he fixes it, falls into a frozen lake. What the fuck? Oh, man. Yeah, I but yeah. I, I honestly can't think of a way to bring car animes and racing anime to the mainstream. It's so niche. It's so it fucking niche. It kind of is. I feel like if there was any time for it, though, if they wanted to make a Formula One-based anime, now would be the time. See, I, I feel like that's cheating. Like, if it was Formula One... Because of how, like, widespread Formula One has gotten, like, just in the last year, it's gotten really big. It used to be really niche. I can tell you, it's it's huge in Japan. Yeah, I'm in Japan, but the problem is we're talking about outside audiences. Yeah, I know. I just know that the, uh, the Japanese Grand Prix sells out within, like, ten minutes every year when the tickets go on sale. I mean, car culture has been... <laughs> car culture is literally kept japan alive like jdm dude you know how many toyotas we have out here in the west i I mean the toyota corolla is the best-selling car in the world so oh man i just want to drift in an 86 now i really i want (laughs) watching that drifting special from trash taste it makes me want to go to japan and just drift cars 
Like just honestly, so if I ever have the the opportunity, uh, it doesn't even have to be in an '86. I just want to do like a road trip in Japan because Japan seems like a great country to take just a road trip in, like north to south. I mean, you just do it on wacky weekends with Chris Broad, but <laughs> it does. I mean, it, it's kind of no, a, no, no. I'm saying the kind of ACAD thing. boys are gonna show up, the trash taste boys. Because two of us actually, first of all, I believe... Know how to use a manual transmission? <laughs> well, so with the Trash Taste Boys, I believe they all have their licenses, but they don't drive, like, normally. Versus here in American culture, we drive everywhere. You have to. And also... You have to drive everywhere. Both of us know how to drive stick. So I think it's... Actually, <laughs> I think Natai knows how to drive stick, too, because he learned on it. Okay. So I think I don't 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 quote me on that, but I, I remember having a conversation with him that he actually knows how to do it. He's just not very good at it, kind of like me. Well, it's fine. You don't need to be good at it to go drifting in Japan. But point is, just put it in second gear and just leave it there. Point is, if we ever go to Japan as the ACAD boys, we're doing a drifting special, and I'm going to show up those <laughs> the guys who don't know how to drift and appreciate drift cars. <laughs> Ah oh, man, I wonder how much it is for like a day. I think it's probably like a thousand bucks or something. Cause well, you got to get to Japan first, which that's the bigger expense. It's like a thousand bucks to get to Japan. Not for you, maybe. I got to go across two continents. Well, that's you <laughs> and an ocean. Unfortunate for you, I live close to Japan. <laughs> Seattle is the sister tr- city of like I don't remember where Kyoto. Question mark. I I don't know. I. We have a lot of Japanese people who come here for whatever reason. It's cheaper than going to the East Coast. <laughs> 100%. Also, there's like a bunch of like Asian people here in the Pacific Northwest. But yeah, I just, I don't want to make day, racing anime. I feel like, like, um, I feel like one day the four of us will end up in Japan. I know Natai already wants to go to Japan. It's, it's what he was actually planning to do before he came to the U.S., but Japan only very recently, in fact, I think within the last month, opened themselves up to uh It's like this last travel. week, dude. It was the last, literally less than yeah. seven days ago from today. Very, very, very recently, very recently. So, I mean, that's great, but yeah, they've been basically no travelers for like the last three years. It's... And their economy is taking a huge hit for it too, because a lot of these places that depend on tourism are struggling mightily. Yeah. The Japanese government was giving uh, people money to go like, Hey, here's 500 fucking dollars. Please go spend it at these places in Japan. Yeah. Please go to these tourist places and spend it because these, these cities are like five days away from bankruptcy, please. But I can't really think of a way to, like, get cars and racing anime into the mainstream other than, like, playing on, obviously, Formula One did one. That'd be pretty cool. Get Lewis Hamilton to voice himself in it or something. (laughs) I feel like if you did something with Formula One, you could definitely get, um, like, the actual people involved in it to do, like, voiceover for it. Um, Because they're kind of used to that stuff anyway from doing, like, commercials and and shit. Yeah. so I feel like it wouldn't be a huge stretch to get them to do to lend their own voices to it, especially if you wanted to add a degree of realism to like whatever the story is. I think it's just a shame that we have a whole generation of people not into cars because cars are super cool. Like supercars are super cool. Uh, drift car. Every type of car is really cool in its own unique way. Um, it's definitely like I used to be like, oh, JDM all the way. Like, fuck American muscle cars, blah, 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 this and that. Right. I appreciate more things now as you get older. So 
I think mm. every single type of car, even electric cars, I think are really cool too. Like, uh, <laughs> I would love to drive an electric supercar just because, like, fuck, dude. I think you'd spin out and die first, actually, because <laughs> zero to like a hundred would be like what two point five, two point seven seconds. Richard Hammond almost did. Fuck. He drove off that cliff in that Rimac that's the like million dollar super electric supercar. Yeah, because like your tires so fun fact, doesn't matter how much torque you fucking have in a car, you only go as fast as your as as fast as your uh, tires are capable of because your tires are what move you. So this is why a lot of formula cars have really sticky tires because and wide tires as well. Yeah. Wide. Cause you need more traction and stuff like that. Um, I just, if they, that's also why if they fun, remake uh, initially, fun fact, okay. Fun fact, John, that's why a lot of formula one and Indy car drivers don't make it in stock cars like in NASCAR, because you're going from a tie from a car that's, you know, super light and wide tires to a car that weighs twice as much and has tires that are a half as wide. Yeah, <laughs> duh. That makes sense to me. But I guess that for, pe- again, people who don't know cars and aren't into racing and stuff like that, they, they wouldn't know that. Like, you think that, oh, you just slap some Pirellis on there and it'll be good to go. And it's like, no, bro, that's not how this works. You had to think so about it. sounds like what we need to do before we actually try and make like anime and manga that cater to the people that like this stuff is try to get more people into it. And that's the tricky part. Yeah, it's a very niche culture, but I think that if they remake Initial D, as long as they bring back the Eurobeat, people will still love it. Like it's it's always been a cult classic and like I said, every fucking anime that ever has a drifting or a driving scene, they always do the drifting thing. In any car, too. <laughs> if they bring back Initial D, they need to have new people do covers of the old songs. Yeah, I'm pretty sure, like, the people that used to do the, the covers back in the uh, 90s, they probably aren't doing too hot right now. Yeah, it was kind of a, speaking of niche, that was kind of a niche music genre as well. I still think that the Eurobeat would be uh, really good, though, if they do a revitalized Initial D. And... Animation studio wise, I think I don't know. I don't think Trigger would be a good anime. I I wanted to say Trigger because I was like I like how they do hand drawn, but David Productions, man, David Productions would probably be really good at it. But probably uh, who did Redline? That was Madhouse, right? That was Madhouse. Yeah, Madhouse isn't co- what it used to be. Eight bit though. Yeah. So whoever did the animation for two D um, Redline, go make racing anime. You did a great job. <laughs> but uh that's all i really got to say about this topic uh we didn't have any notes and i won't i just winged the entire thing as i always do for for us not to have anything really written down for like discussion points i think we did really good we only got onto like three or four different tangents (laughs) i mean this entire i just wanted to talk about fast cars and hot women like that's this is the why we did the episode and i was like you know what me and alex we always talk about fast cars we don't sometimes hot women Dependent, usually hot I anime women. The, but. The, the, the thing is, you and I have very different opinions on what constitutes a hot woman. Yeah, you're into dummy mommies, and I'm into dumb blondes. I know. Hey, listen, don't blame me because I love Makima. <sighs> Power. Hold on, hold on. <clears throat> no, no, oh, no. Oh, oh. <laughs> fuck! It's not supposed My to be a chainsaw man. Like, what the fuck is happening? Oh man, your neighbors are just like. <laughs> you're a secret furry now 
Every time I see, listen, I watched the first episode of Chainsaw Man, and when Makima came on screen, I literally barked. <laughs> upsetting, absolutely upsetting. But you know, thank you all out there for dropping in to listen to us. <laughs> Check the description below to find links to Anime Club After Dark on Twitch, social media, and Discord. Check out our merch store and our affiliate links as well. Any purchases there will really help us out. Uh, don't forget to like, subscribe, smash, whatever. I don't fucking... What are what do people say at the end of YouTube videos? Smash that like fucking button. Fucking lock in... Oh, wait. No, I did that I did that bit last time. I can't do the lock in your votes with uh, by commenting. Um, but yeah, you know, help us get into that sweet, sweet YouTube algorithm. And uh, with that, I have been your host, John. And we'll see you next time. Say goodnight, Alex. Gas, gas, gas. I want to step on the gas tonight. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah! Did we really get through this entire episode without a Deja Vu reference? Oh my god, we did! Deja Vu! <laughs> I just feel like I've been in this place before. Higher on the street! Something <laughs> my time to be calling you! Dun, 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 dun. Why didn't we do any of these songs when we were together for karaoke? God damn it! <laughs>